0: All right, so today I have Graham Foreman on the line. He's the Managing Director and Founder over at Elevate Capital. Graham, welcome to the show.
1: Adam, thanks for having me.
0: Great to be on. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Edivate Capital. Um, definitely VC um, content is always interesting on this show and popular with the audience. Um, that being said, before we get more into Edivate Capital, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started as an entrepreneur and in business?
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I would trace it back to uh, when I was young, in fact, Um my uh, uh, my grandfather uh, had a a printing business and uh, he printed uh, nationally so it was it was a good sized business and starting at the age of 10 i got to uh, do a variety of different jobs in the business Um, i worked uh, in uh, the warehouse driving a forklift i worked in the shipping department um, Learned a bunch of, learned some interesting language from the shipping guys in the shipping department <laughs> of packaging things up. Uh, I mowed lawns for the properties. Uh, what else did I do? Uh, I just did various different different tasks uh, in the business as a kid. Uh, I also had a paper route. Uh, I know that does it for today's kids. They won't know a thing about a paper route, <laughs> but I had oh, a paper man. route so uh, back in the day. Uh, which is an entrepreneurial endeavor um, and you know I, I did other things I, I hustled and, and did other things and so from an early age I just you know I wanted to buy stuff um, and the only way I was gonna buy stuff <laughs> was to, to work and to hustle for it because my mom and dad were not gonna give me the money so I quickly learned wow I can I could take a job I can I can make a wage um, I could do a paper route, and i can i can uh, make money that way and I can I can go and I can get video games and I can get uh, bicycles and uh, I bought a scooter and you know it was it was rewarding to, to see the fruits of your labor not only in a, a job well done as a kid but also just to be able to, to get some things that, that I wanted to have as a kid so you know that that started it started at a really young age for me and So when I when I reached a certain age and went through school, uh, you know, it was pretty clear I wanted to go into business and and wanted to be an entrepreneur.
0: Oh, man, I I love I love your story. And I I, I think one of the funniest parts about it is that, um, you know, a lot of people get they have these uh, these big old, you know, passion, this that's like, well, why'd you get started? Well, I can narrow it down to five words. I wanted to buy stuff. And that that actually matches my story. (laughs) I, I remember being really young, looking at like comic books and other things and you know there's a finite amount and it's like man I just wanted to buy stuff sure I got an allowance and okay whatever but I wanted more so I thought (laughs) I better figure out this business and money thing (laughs) so that's awesome Um, so I I, what I also like about your background is that you had a pretty um, clear not that you knew that at that time by the way but at in retrospect you had a pretty clear like apprenticeship phase that you were working through that you didn't maybe even realize at the time working through your grandfather's business and Other things, I think on this current generation, um, I think they a little bit of that apprenticeship phase may be um, somewhat lost. Um, Could you comment on the importance of really having the mindset of that, please?
1: Well, I mean, I yeah, I think you said it well, right? It's it's uh, it's an important phase, and you know, my my business now is is in education, and I think one of the really formative uh, experiences for me. The kid was not in school. Right? It was doing these almost like small apprenticeships in a business where I was learning different skills. I was uh, connecting with adults that were doing work and doing different jobs. I was I was learning those jobs, and along the way, I was learning what I liked to do and what I didn't like to do, which I think is so important for young people. So many young people right now go to college without having any work experience, and to pick a major and pick a a life path, um, it's really hard when you haven't been exposed to different types of occupations through internships or through apprenticeships. Um, And I think learning what you don't like to do is just as important as learning Mm -hmm. what you do like to do. So, So even if you take an apprenticeship or an internship and you don't like it, to me, that gets you closer to figuring out what you what you do like to do and and how you want to invest uh, your time in, in school and beyond high school and whether you want you not you want to go to college or you want to take some other career pathway. Those early work experiences are super valuable in just figuring all that stuff out about yourself. So I think that's that's the advantage that I had. Um, You know, hustling and working in my grandfather's business, and some of the other jobs, like a paper wrap that I had when I was a kid
0: no that's great advice um, and definitely if you're out there listening and you're just getting out of college and, and you're in that first job maybe keep that in mind that you're you're still basically starting your apprenticeship phase you're definitely not going to end in that job you're definitely going to more than likely work for more than one company so the pressure that sometimes people put on themselves to get it right the first time and all these other yeah. things and these, these stigmas that are put in them that I don't think are correct about job hopping or jumping around no it's not even it's not that it's that that's the new apprenticeship phase that's the way that our society's kind of gone to towards whether it's right or wrong i don't know but that whole thought process that's kind of put on the on this younger generation i think is incorrect um but let's uh, let's switch I it can up add eight, one Graham. more
1: thing oh please could i could i add one more quick of thing course. i think please. Too, please. It, you mentioned college or after college i think even in in uh, high school or in college Uh, I think the value of doing these types of work experiences is critical, and I know it can be hard when you're studying, but I don't think you have to commit to, you know, a six month or a 12 month um, uh, longer internship or apprenticeship. I think even if you do a four to six week project of some kind that's smaller, that has a defined end date and shorter. I think doing a series of those types of projects, and they are available, right? There are websites where you can find these apprenticeships, these internships. Those shorter-term engagements help you learn about an occupation. They help you network with people that can be valuable through school and afterwards. Um, And I think they're a lighter lift uh, for young people to do those shorter-term, almost like Mm. micro-apprenticeships.
0: Great tip. Um, let, let's switch it up a bit, Graham. I want to get more into what you're doing uh, as managing director and founder over at Edivate Capital. So, what kind of clients are you working on and what kind of problems are you looking to solve?
1: Yeah, so so I, a little bit of quick background I think will help. So, I was a, I was an entrepreneur for, for 15 years across three software companies uh, that all served um, schools, districts, colleges, and universities, and so uh, with software. Um, And I had, uh, I had success, and uh, as so many entrepreneurs know, uh, success also comes with failure. I didn't win every one, but I went two out of three, um, and along the way I started investing. Um, So I I did well enough to begin investing and supporting other entrepreneurs uh, that were early stage. And so toward the end of the third business, I started thinking about what I wanted to do next, and it it was clear to me that... Uh, What I wanted to do was invest in and advise lots of people in education that were were solving problems in education with technology. And so I started doing that. We sold the third business, uh, and then I I started doing that full-time. And so I've been doing that full-time. So my my job day-to-day is I invest in and advise uh, education technology entrepreneurs who are building software to solve problems in schools, and uh, districts. I've also done some investments where they're solving problems for students in uh, at the university level, and uh, I, I try to help them grow uh, in, in any way I can through not only through capital, but also through tapping into my experience as a as a company builder uh, when I was a software entrepreneur. Mm. What kind of
0: trends are you noticing in in the uh, education spaces? I mean, there's just so much moving so fast now. Yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting. Uh, what we just talked about is one of the trends that I'm excited about, which is more focused in school on work real time, real world learning experiences outside mm-hmm. of the classroom. Um, that can be projects. Um, that can be internships. That can be apprenticeships. Um, that, that's a big trend. As much as we want students to go to college, college is not right for every student, and there are lots of meaningful technical work opportunities that pay really well that uh, don't require a college degree, and I think think we're going to see more of that in the future. Um, I think uh, some of the other big trends that we're seeing is we're seeing more and more technology adopted in schools as uh, technology is such an important part of the workplace um, uh, technology is becoming more and more part of the student experience. So, um, students in, in most schools now have a device, they have access to, to, to software of all kinds that that helps them, uh, you know, sort of assess where they are from a learning standpoint. Helps them uh, focus on things that uh, they need to, to learn to, to fill uh, skills and competencies. Um, And and that's another trend that I'm excited about, which is um, this idea of moving away from um, simply letter grades and ties Mm -hmm. and seats for students to one that's more based on mastery and learning. uh, Learning different competencies. Uh, Mm -hmm. So the students that, um, because we all learn in different ways and at different paces. And if some students uh, can advance more quickly and learn more and more quickly because they've mastered that, that's helpful to to them to to be able to do that at their own pace. For other students who take a little bit more time to learn, but need to learn fundamental things, you know, algebra as an example. Algebra is critical to be able to learn sort of the next level of math. Um, But 70% of students don't succeed at algebra. What if we took a little bit more time to help those students really master some of the algebra concepts? Many of them might, you know, be able to move on with math. and not be scared about math. So that's just an example. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of things, I think, at the, at the higher education level as well. Uh, we're seeing models like boot camps uh, that are popping up that uh, train students on uh, coding or on uh, data science, um, and you can get uh, a degree or a certificate, I should say, in six to nine months and, and get a high-paying job. Um, not everybody has to go through a four year program to graduate with a degree uh, so we 're seeing more and more of these alternatives, and I think that's good for for higher education uh because it's more options for for students
0: no definitely, and also for the for the workforce i mean the the amount of tech jobs that are out there that are going to only increase so that we don't have the people to fill is what it comes down exactly. to so so, like exactly. once upon a time, the industrialization education um, model of schools no longer works. We're not training people to be in factories anymore. It's just the bottom line. So we need innovators like yourself and others working on these big problems to make sure that, um, you know, innovation just continues the way that it, the way that it has been um, going forward. So I, I'm really excited about what you're doing and a lot of people, what, they, what they're doing in your space, because I think our, our students and the next generation are really going to benefit from, um, from all of that work. So Graham, if somebody's listening to this and if uh, and they want more information on Edivate Capital or to connect, um, what's the best way for sure. them to reach out?
1: Yeah, so my my website is uh, just edivatecapital.com. dot com. You can of course find me there. Uh, I'm also um, on Twitter at uh, Graham Foreman, just my first name and my last name. Uh, I uh, blog at Medium, and again it's just Graham Foreman. I blog about Sort of startups and education and, and uh, issues uh, around education and entrepreneurship, um, and, uh, and certainly you can find me on LinkedIn as well, uh, would love to hear from folks who connect.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, Graham, uh, really appreciate you coming on and uh, telling us more about your background and also what the work you're doing at Edivate Capital. I really appreciate that. And to the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Graham, thanks again for coming on the show.
1: Hey, it's a pleasure, Adam. Thanks so much for having me, and thanks for doing what you're doing.